it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I've never seen the insides of my ears, but I have heard good things. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's short short and sweet. And as we've learned from this pod, that is the way to get the good good jokes. I'm going to give that a 3.2. Oh, brutal. Brutal from Lawrence, who just... Straight in with it, mate. What are you doing? Yeah. That's the first time, usually when you're live and in person, that, that isn't the case. Now you give us some sort of reaction, but that was that was very cold and clinical, wasn't it? No, that was too harsh. I'm going to give that a 5.5. 5. Wow. Still, still okay. pretty harsh, I mean, it's still pretty bad. Weird that Barreto sounds almost robotic there, doesn't he? He sounds a bit detached from the pod. Strange. Very strange. Uh, very strange. Yeah, sorry, I've just been playing squash with colour science. Oh, that's uh, why. Oh, okay, well, I mean, that at least explains it, but yeah. very odd. I hope he's all right, Lawrence Barreto. Doesn't usually, usually a bit more chirpy than that. Yeah, but, um, very odd. Shall we, we should start, shall we? Yeah. So, wait a minute, what usually happens here? Yeah, someone's missed their cue. Yeah, I mean, Lawrence, he wasn't he wasn't really with it earlier. I'm worried about him. Is he even there? I can't... No, he... Wait a minute. Is he coming back in? Nate, Meadows, and fellow Pad Hoc listeners, I'm sorry that I can't be with you to record today's episode. Hopefully when this goes out, I will be in Australia for my sister's wedding. I've uh, got a bit of a wine tour planned. Um, so I will think of you when I'm sipping vino. But enjoy the episode. Enjoy uh, the chat with these guys. Um, and you might see a special appearance for me at some point during the episode. What? Just just a second. This bit. Nate, Meadows and fellow Pad Hoc listeners, I'm sorry that I can't be with you to record today's episode. That sounds like he's accepting second place in sports personality. And it does, he's, it? And he's, he's somewhere he's... else. He's in LA, you know, for some other thing and he couldn't be bothered to attend the award ceremony. Yeah, exactly. They already mailed him the trophy that he gets. And, yes. he's, and he's like, I'm so sorry, guys. I'm out here filming a movie or, you know, whatever it is, whatever it might be. Unbelievable. Since I mean, this is the first time I think it's the first time we've had... We've obviously done an episode where it's just the two of us. But this is like two of us plus one, not really live. So to be honest with you, we've probably fooled all of our listeners at this point. They probably had no idea yeah. that this wasn't a normal episode. They were listening like, no. Lawrence is definitely there. It's definitely mm. a normal episode. So this just shows you guys how good we are these yeah. days. At we're editing, excellent. at playing playing it cool. Yeah. Good job, Mads. I appreciate I appreciate the hustle that we just, we just put in there. It was mega. There's only one word for it, really. Crikey. I, I agree, Lawrence. I, it is crikey. Yeah. Yeah. Absolute crikey, as Lawrence also sometimes says. Uh, he does. He does. We we have a Lawrence Bretto soundboard, um, which I think actually <laughs> should just become a staple of the show. Um, yeah, he's out. Going <laughs> yeah. Um, 
yeah and, and please send us any submissions of, of your favorite Lawrence Bretto sayings um he's just got a, he's just got a lovely repertoire of things that he says yeah we could ask him actually what he thinks of of being a soundboard from now on um, I'm not so sure <laughs> he brilliant brilliant yeah. I mean to be honest with you we might have just Barreto might have just inadvertently cost himself the place his real place on the pod because the soundboard's just as good it know? is if not better because if not better yeah. if I mean and I hate saying that because you know Barreto's a mate but that was pretty was pretty solid pretty it's, solid stuff it's also poor form isn't it that he's like I understand sister's wedding I'll allow Going to Australia about. for it, just about allow. Missing the podcast to get pissed on wine. Mm. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, that Possible. is the biggest of the of the um the things that stood out to me. Yeah. And he said Vino as well, didn't he? He did. El Vino so, did flow. David yeah, Brent's so I mean out. not helping not helping the um the <laughs> the charge that he's from um he's privately educated. No. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> that and the fact that he always likes to say the word crikey so. yeah thanks lawrence um for that <laughs> yeah uh well it's weird isn't it that we're not only doing it like this but doing it uh, as two instead of three because the last time we did this show as hopefully a lot of people listening will know we did a live show in austin you can listen to that it's the previous episode and i thought it was pretty awesome uh, i had a great time um it was it went i think it went better than expected um, we were kind of not sure what to what to expect. Uh, lovely crowd turned up, you know, nice and engaged. They kind of laughed at my joke, but you know, I won't hold that against them. It wasn't wasn't one of the best ones. You got a um, few votes of one, didn't you? That was the I odds. did. There was yeah. one one guy in particular who was you know really like that was that's a one, and I'm being kind, and I was like, wow, okay. I mean, fair play. Um, but thanks to everyone who came along because that was awesome, um, and we had a we had a really nice time. Yeah, we loved that. That was great fun. And like I say, it's complete u-turn now because then i was the only one in mexico uh and now i'm not even heading to brazil nor you Lawrence has gone to australia so next week's episode if we do one will be the worst ever uh given it's meant to be tales of following formula one around the world and we are not doing that yeah. at all yeah uh, we can talk about what it's like to not follow formula one around the world which yeah as we can get most people listening on to do that very thing oh yeah uh, we could have like all of our listeners just to join just one giant zoom yeah we can go from just two of us in a an automated Lawrence Bretto to a few thousand. Be fun. <laughs> yeah, I know. I like that idea. Yeah. Um, it's got legs. You can edit that one. Uh, but... yeah, yeah. Okay. Damn. Um, it was, you're right. It was a lot of fun, Austin. It was really cool. Um, another shout out to Tom Cooney and Sports Marketing Group and to uh, Mayfair Nightclub, to Cota. They're all our supporters, partners. We've done that enough times now. But um, yeah, it was really good fun. The only thing I will accept criticism about we had one comment on Spotify about that episode saying, why are you shouting? You have microphones now. Yeah. Hard to, hard to tell, isn't it? When you're, when you're, yeah. when you're there outside, we also had a yeah. road next to us. Yeah. Um, and you really, it, it, it is. I did think that when I was talking, I was like, I feel like I'm shouting, but I felt like I had to project my voice and you can't tell when you're talking and there's a microphone, uh, sorry, there's a speaker with your voice on it. You really can't tell how loud you are. And no, and the speaker the was quite a long us. way away, wasn't it? Like we'd done it, it. So the speaker was there for people that were sat a bit further away and pointing to where the audience were. So for them, the level was good, which meant for us it was low and we couldn't hear ourselves. So we were shouting a bit. But also because we couldn't hear ourselves, where we were sat to hear each other speak, we had to raise our voices enough because we weren't hearing yes. ourselves through the speaker. So uh, multiple technical um, excuses that I'm just trotting out here for us <laughs> being not very good at, at 
live broadcasting, but who cares? No, yeah, but I think, mate, I mean, you deserve all the credit. That was a, a great job putting it all together. I The only thing I contributed was I suggested we sit up on the ledge. That was it. Yeah, but that looked badass. We looked cool. It did look pretty it looked pretty damn cool. So yeah. um, that was great. How was Mexico? Because I didn't go. I haven't been to Mexico since 2019, so I've not been since COVID. Um, always an interesting one, very colourful. Those guys put on a great show. How did you find it? Yeah, it was, it was my second visit since COVID. So I missed 21. Was it 21? Yeah, it must have been. Um, and went last year. And it was fun. Um, I always, I prefer Austin. So I kind of, Same. there's just something about, you know, um, just love going to the US and the races we have there. But the crowd is awesome in Mexico. Like the city is very cool. It's just, it doesn't always feel the most comfortable place to be at all times. Uh, and as one example, which wasn't, the overriding feeling at the time but i think it was the thursday night uh there was uh three people were killed in a shootout directly outside the circuit at the point yeah that i saw that the night before myself lawrence Evanson, and phil horton had been waiting for a car to pick us up and we'd just been stood out there for quite a while now that was we were getting picked up at i don't know 7 p.m or something this happened at like 3 a.m and it was a a car chase from a carjacking that ended up there and then a shootout occurred as they like dumped the car and tried to run away and a, a police officer got killed and actually one got run over. I think it was all quite brutal. Um, and to know that that just happens right outside that, that makes you kind of, uh, mm. yeah, a little bit uneasy at times just because it's not, that was nothing to do with F1. Like that wasn't targeting formula one, but that shows kind of the environment at times if you're in the wrong part of town. So uh, that, yeah, that, that paddock is always a bit, is it, it is one of the ones where you're a bit heightened, isn't it? Because there's so many people wandering around, and you always you always forget. Like you, you don't know who most people are in a in a Formula One paddock. You know, mm. you just assume if they've got a if they've got a thing around their neck, a lanyard on, that they're that they should be there. But you 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 never know. And I watching it on TV here, I noticed that when there was interviews, there was a lot of very kind of beefy security guards sat behind um, the drivers when they were talking, and they looked pretty. You know, you wouldn't have messed with them, but they were constantly like looking around. Which I thought was good. I was glad that I know I know Max brought some security with him as well, and that was a big thing, wasn't it? Going there because I think previously drivers have said that they basically I think it was Pierre Gasly said last year that he just got mobbed in that paddock, like couldn't move, and had people grabbing him. And Danny Rick said the same about Mexico last year. Like people, like there's one thing people saying can I have a selfie and kind of getting in your personal space. There's another thing grabbing you. Um, so when you've got that outside that you mentioned, that kind of feeling of a bit unease, and then you come into the paddock and something like that, it does it does sometimes feel a bit a bit on edge yeah it's something they tried to improve this year they did uh kind of pick up on that and try to reduce the numbers slightly as you say security was heightened around the drivers and things and it's not that anyone i think felt at risk in the paddock it's just yeah your your personal mm. space gets in, uh, invaded a lot and uh it still was quite bad because i did an interview with uh i did one with alex albon after qualifying we were walking down the paddock and nearly lost a microphone because some you know, people genuinely just ignore that you're there. They see the driver uh, and you're stood there walking alongside them, holding a microphone with a wire, like they're answering a question and they walk clean through the middle and just basically then this wire get like almost garrots them and they end up like pulling the microphone out your hand and you know, your interview ends. Um, so that was a bit frustrating. You had a few of those and uh, there's one bit where I had to genuinely untangle it from someone's elbow because they just had, they totally ignored that you're there. They And I get, the thing is, they're not doing it intentionally. They're not thinking, I'm going to screw this interview up. They're just not seeing it because they're so focused mm. on getting to the driver. But that's where for the drivers, it's intense. Uh, and it meant most other interviews happened by walking again. I did it last year with Danny Ricardo. I did it twice this year. Once with Ricardo, once with Norris. 
you walk through the back behind the FIA uh, hospitality unit, and it's just through a little fence by the generators. Like it's a you know, an area oh, you shouldn't you normally mean. be walking, but you have to yeah. um, go around the side and then uh, along the back of the paddock, so no, one, well, so fewer people can see you, and then back through the kitchens. So the Ricardo one ended, and genuinely, uh, we were joking about how we'd done it the year before. We ended up in his driver room. This time we ended, and we were between McLaren's kitchen and Alfa Romeo's kitchen. So I was like, we've gone wrong somewhere because that was as far as you could get through, like the secret, well, not secret part, but through the back. Um, and then he had to go back into the paddock to do the rest. So they were kind of preparing to run. But um, yeah, that was funny. And then I did an interview with Toto Wolf post race, same thing, where he was having to like interrupt the interview to stop people falling over and tripping over each other and getting to him. And it was chaos. Um, it was, that was actually basically an unusable interview. We played it out live and then it never got used again. So um, yeah, it's it was a bit intense in that sense. But other things are great. I mean, the, the passion of the fans is awesome when it doesn't spill over. I know we saw some dodgy clips of um, sort of fights in the grandstands and stuff. But when you've got over 400,000 people over a race weekend, I imagine at any race, there are some pretty unsavory moments that make up 0.01%. So you're going to get them. But uh, yeah, the, the atmosphere was still great. And in the city, there are some um, very cool places to go, some some awesome food and things like that. So it does have plenty of good points to it. But yeah, just not the most relaxing week, I will admit. Um, so I, I must plug, though, and say some thanks. Got a lot of gifts this week, mate. Mate, you did. I was about to bring this up. And I'm surprised that one of them isn't hanging up behind you already, because that would have, that would have gone straight on my wall. Well, not that wouldn't have gone because it would look weird if they'd given me that. Yeah, true. <laughs> that so... gift. There'd have been a lot of questions asked about that, I think. So, uh, so that the gift Nate's talking about yeah. is uh, a Miami <laughs> Dolphins jersey with the Medlands written on the back and the number 23 on the jersey uh, for myself and Jess for our wedding. So it was a wedding gift they wanted to give us, which we didn't know about. So we got to Mexico and we did uh, an event on the Friday night where you basically cooked your own dinner. It was like a cooking school uh on the south of the city uh, and a, a bunch of media were taken there and we got to yeah learn how to make i was making tacos and tortillas and other people are kind of creating a salsa or, or cooking the meats uh, and you end up just each group are then creating part of the meal and it gets all put together at the end uh, which was fun but it was it was a late night and quite tiring and we were shattered already and as we went to leave the organizers of the race wanted to give jess and i a gift then and it was a mezcal set which is really cool um, which I will try and post a permanent picture of at some point because it's on my Instagram stories, but might even have expired by now. But it's all this blue and white intricate porcelain, like a skull face for the actual mezcal bottle. Like it's really cool. Something I'd never would have bought for myself or found, but when you're given it, you're like, that's amazing. Uh, and then we were told, oh, also Miami want to give you something as well. And this is because the PR company that works with Mexico and Crush also work with Miami. So they were, this was the chance for them to kind of get things to us. Uh, and they said it was small. And Jess and I were talking about it. I was actually talking with Lawrence Edmondson that you worked with, Nate, uh, beforehand when I'd heard this was coming. And I was like, this is amazing. We get all these free things. And he's like, what do you reckon it'll be? And we joked about it being a jersey with our names on it. Um, I think we said Mr. and Mrs. Medland rather than the Medlands. That was the only difference. But because they said it was quite small, I thought that's expensive, a jersey. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. So I was like, it won't, it won't be that. But they meant small as in it folds down much more easily. And it was. So I'd, I'd mentioned this story to Jess about, uh, we thought, what if it was this, but it won't be. And then then she was like, well, it could be. And I was like, I don't want to get my hopes up because that'd be, you know, you don't want to seem disappointed at what's still a cool gift, whatever it may yeah, be. Yeah, right. And then they'd organised a photographer there because they wanted to be, uh, Miami wanted to be able to um, kind of show that they'd given us this gift. 
And as soon as we opened it and I saw inside and could tell it was a jersey, we were in hysterics. Um, I'm very excited and very pleased. Well, there's a great picture of the two of you looking at each other and you could tell your... I wonder what the story was there. So that's good to know. That's funny to know yeah. what that was. When I looked, first saw that, I had a really dumb staged. moment. Yeah, I was it. No, no, but that was the thing. I thought... Oh, um, no, sorry, right. A right, lot of people looked, said yeah. they thought it was staged because of our reactions. It's like, no, it's because of what no, you said yeah. before. Exactly. So you're both like, ha, ah, we knew. But the thing that was really, really dumb from from my side, I saw the picture when you posted it, and I was like, the medal. I was like, that's cool. Why twenty three? I was like, <laughs> it's. And I was sat there, and I was like, twenty three. I was like, I was like, twenty three, twenty three races in the year. Twenty three. So it's not the twenty third Mexican Grand Prix. Miami. It didn't debut in twenty three. What's the? And I sat there for ages, and I was like, Nate, you're you're. Fucking idiot! It's the year twenty twenty three. I love. <laughs> but that. I was sat there like, huh? What? Very very dumb. And I'm not yeah. ashamed to admit that it it took me quite a while to get to that point. Um, it was cool. It also got cool. a, a comment from uh, Jack, who is Alex Albon's manager, saying good number. Um, obviously, because Albon mm. is number twenty three as yes, well. Yes, yes. So the the dilemma we have now, because as Nate says, he's surprised it's not on the wall behind me because it needs framing before we put it up. And I just had a a bit of a idea, which I don't know if it's the right thing to do or not, but I suggested it to Jess and she's not sure, but it was to try and get it signed by the grid over the last couple of races, because then you've got the grid, the year you got In married as well. Do it. Yes. That's signed. a great idea. But it's whether That's everyone would do it. And I know, I know certain drivers don't sign things because they're worried about them getting sold or, you know, you've, you've got to pull in favors sometimes to get certain people to sign. Well, stuff. that one, I feel like you'll be able to tell, you'll be able to, look, you, you can say that, look, the chart, like the value of us selling this, we, I mean, with this, with the signatures, one thing, but it literally says the Medlands 23 on it. So it's like, yeah. it's clearly for you guys. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's not, if it was just like a blank Miami Dolphins shirt and it was like 20, 23, I'd be like, yeah, maybe. But it literally says the Medlands on, like, it's clearly, it's clearly something you're getting, you're getting, you're getting done. Um, I, th- I think it's a great idea. Um, I'm not so sure. All right, fine. Wow. Jeez, well, he's not even here, and he's and he's knocking no. you down. That's unbelievable. Yeah, that hurts. That hurts. But um, yeah, <laughs> so um, that that was very cool. Um, but what did you make of? In fact, should we fa- find out what you make of Mexico, Nate? There's, I was going to say what a what a what a segue. If you've only got one minute to spare, wanna know who finished when and where? Sit back, relax, cause we got you. Here's Nate with the sixty second review. Yeah, so here we go. Uh, another another week, another race. Uh, thick and fast. We love them, don't we? There's so many of them. Yes. Um, Max. Well, I mean, I, I haven't started yet. The Mexico City or the Mexican Grand Prix review. Which one is it? I don't even know anymore. I feel like they're making it up as they go along now. Like we've got the Sao Paulo Grand Prix coming up. I mean, come on. You know, what are we doing here? Is it the Silverstone Grand Prix now? I'm livid, guys. I'm livid. We haven't even started. This isn't the review, by the way. This is me wasting mine and your valuable time. Okay? So thoughts and prayers to everyone still listening. Um, and to whoever has to come up with Grand Prix race names. Because that seems like a cool job. I mean, is that your job? Is that is that what you put on your CV? I, I want to know these things. Um, anyway, this is my review, so I decide when it starts, okay? I know we've had the jingle. Jingle doesn't mean it starts then. It starts when I say it bloody starts, all right? And it's going to start once I <laughs> stop talking to myself here. All right, everyone sitting down, everyone listening? Okay, good. All right, here we we go. Three, two, one. We're starting right now. 
Max Verstappen was in first position. I mean, that's not surprising anymore, is it? We know that. That's just, I'm going to start all of these just by clarifying. Second place, I'm going to do it differently this week. This should have been Checo Perez, shouldn't it? At the very least, Checo, what are you doing at turn one there? I know you're excited. I know you're under pressure. I know you had the lightning start, but dude, just just don't. I know there's the Senna quote, everyone. If you're younger, go forget me. But Senna wasn't talking about if somebody who's who's confident in their in their race seat for next year. His quote should have been, if you go no longer go for a gap, when you have a definite contract for next season, when, when you're definitely 100% sure that you will see out your whole contract, then you're no longer a racing driver. That's what the quote should have been. Because right now, there's a question mark, right? Senna never had to deal with that. Checo did. Come fight me if any of that doesn't 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 sound right. All right, come fight me. Uh, second and third was Hamilton and Charles Leclerc. Both raced with a full plank this week. Well done, guys. Carlos Sainz in fourth. Lando Norris, what a drive in fifth. George Russell in sixth position. Danny Rick in seventh. Is he back or does he just love Mexican food? We will see. Oscar Piastri, eighth. Alex Albon, what a man in ninth. Esteban Ocon, he had to do it, didn't he? He had to get tenth off that radio message to Hulkenberg saying, I'm coming to get you. Uh, but he did. He did do it. So fair play to him. Um, and... And Alpine for getting a point. Well done. Took a bit of a liberty with the time there, didn't I? But yeah, quite quite a liberty, I think. Uh, although a sixty although, second review audio file that was two minutes twenty seven. Um, as I point out, it starts when I want it to start. I am my, I, you know, I am the master of my destiny when it comes to the review. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I got a bit. I got. I've got to say, I got a bit carried away with, you know, got a bit bogged down with with Checo. Yeah, I but wanna, understandably, I, could... I think we we should get stuck into him. And I think realistically, um, let's see who <laughs> who agrees or otherwise with that, because someone with really strong opinions on drivers yeah. from an official perspective is uh, Lawrence Barreto. Uh, I can't comment, guys. Classic, Typical. classic Barreto. Doesn't want to put his neck on that. I mean, just disgusting, disgraceful. Um, but I mean, as I said in there, like, first of all, I want to say I'm not a racing driver, obviously. So easy for me to sit here and say, but like, and I know it's, it's home race, but like, I was just like, dude, like, what are you doing there? You know, it, it was a classic case of someone driving on emotion um, and just gutting. And I mean, now if this narrative now exists, it has existed all season, but he's allowed it to turn into this big thing now, you know? Yeah. So. So yeah, I, I think um, I still don't think it's going to happen. I still don't think Red Bull will get rid of Perez. I mean, if he loses second, maybe, yeah, maybe they'll be forced into it. But the, the, at the moment, everything we hear, and I mean, unless you heard differently in Mexico, is that he's staying. So it's like, why, why do that at turn one? I know because he had such a quick car, he would have got past Charles at some point. Yeah, it was, it, I mean, the thing is, he overshadowed what was actually a really good weekend for him. His race run on Friday was pretty solid, and in qualifying, mm. he was within two tenths of Max, which was one of the closest gaps he's had in a long time. The problem was Danny Rick getting in between them. So everyone focused on the positions and not the yeah. gap. But then he's completely fixed all that with the launch he got. He's ahead of Ricardo. Uh, he's ahead of Science, isn't he? He's at worst coming out of that corner in third place. And I'm pretty sure the way Charles would have gone about it, if he gave Charles room but hung it around the outside, then Charles is not going to run in, like it's not going to hit him 
um, no. off the road. He like Charlie's going to have a little bit of awareness where he doesn't want his own race ruined. But he, you know, you could hear him say afterwards that it was such a shame at Checo's home race. They're aware of kind of what it would mean to someone like Checo there and then. And I'm with you. I just think Checo kind of had a split second of absolute hero, and then went for that little bit more into turn one, yeah. where it should have yeah. been like I'm not saying give up two positions. I'm just saying don't then think that in a sense you've kind of you've taken take the positives that you got from the launch you went from fifth to you know technically leading second or third breaks but yeah yeah third at worst um and i just feel like he there's the balance i that part of me admired it when he's like well i'm, I'm here to win i wanted to win i went for it but part mm. of me was like as you say in the situation he's in that was that was pretty risky well massively risky and and could be damaging i mean look you mentioned ricardo brilliant performance from him like seventh actually didn't do him justice he should have been probably fifth uh without mm. that red flag and it, he just dealt with it so calmly but he must have come out of turn one having seen Checo go airborne and thought brilliant I now have a whole afternoon to cruise to the finish yeah. and state my yeah. claim and kind of nothing nothing I can do now is better than this I'm going to finish yeah. in the points yeah I, I completely agree and I I mean Danny Rick his grin behind that you know, behind the visor must have been huge because, like you say, I've got a cat in the background. I don't know if you can see him. Yeah, yeah, the cat's come for the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tiger, tiger, hey. my 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 housemate's cat. Hello, Tiger. Hi. This is. I was going to say it's a new addition because I was like, this is definitely yeah, this your is, flat. This is, this is his um his debut. You can just see his tail. Uh, again, great, 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 great uh, podcast stuff. Quickly on on Perez, what I thought was amazing. Crikey, that's. Yeah. We cap. we we knew Barretta was going to pop in with the line. They didn't know what it was going to be. Yeah. What was amazing about that, and I actually was really curious to see how Formula was going to play it in terms of the broadcast, was about half that place left when Perez went out. I mean, it, on TV, you could see like streams of people who had obviously just come to see Perez leaving. Um, and the ones that didn't leave, a lot of those people then booed Charles at the end. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, I totally get it, right? Because there's always, there's all, you know, you always boo, you know, the person you come to see. You, you're always upset if 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 they don't finish the race or if they lose the football match, whatever it is. So it just showed you. But I I was thinking I was like such a shame because can you imagine what that place would have been like if lap two it's Verstappen leading and Perez is right behind him, just yeah. you know chasing Verstappen down. That would have been unbelievable. That would have been. I mean, who knows? I mean, Verstappen. I don't on pure pace and confidence right now. You would probably say Verstappen wins that, but who knows? Like with that. I know he can't hear, he wouldn't have been able to hear the crowd, but he would have been able to imagine like this place is going wild right now. And it's just such a shame we didn't get to see that because I think that would have really been a special moment in the season. Well, like you say as well, I mean, there is part of me then thinks, but if he'd pulled that move off at turn one, imagine the sound. And oh, yeah, yeah, that's that, tr also so true. I made the error of I was looking down at um, basically what I was tweeting because <laughs> I tend to look at my laptop a lot uh, after the launch well, because you Max tweet got... you tweet so much I'm, I'm impressed with it still but it is yeah I do tweet a lot so like I live tweet the races and obviously Max made the great launch so I was already sort of typing that and I'd look down when they'd uh, changed camera shots and with the run Max had had and the speed he was doing and then when I looked back up and you had them three wide basically and a Red Bull on the outside but kind of in the lead my head went to that's Max on the outside now, like that he'd actually gone ahead of Charles on the yeah, inside yeah. and then and... cut across because I just assumed with the launch he'd had that he would be the car that was actually furthest forward of the Red Bulls. I hadn't factored Checo in and thought he was coming late to the inside. So when the contact happened, there I was like Verstappen's hit and out and Perez leads. And I literally, I hit tweet on that tweet 
And just at the split second I hit it, I was listening because you can hear the Foro Soul where the media center is. You can hear the, the mm. main grandstands and the noise it makes insane. And there just wasn't that trigger of absolute chaos. It was quite quiet. And I just straight away, I was like, there's no way that Perez is leading this race if if that's the sound that I can hear. So I quickly deleted it. And the thing was as well, because actually Checo had just got into the lead. It had put him in P1 on the live time. Like we get the instant kind of orders from mm, all the mini sessions. I saw that on the... Yeah. yeah. So so you had a split second where Perez was actually leading. So I, I'd seen that and, and Verstappen down to third on it and, and Leclerc second. So when the contact happened and I looked at that screen, it looked like it was Verstappen getting punted out and Perez leading. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, I had that, that kind of split second and... Yeah, the disappointment, to be honest, because just thinking what that crowd would have been like was was pretty big. But why did um, similar thing? Because I was watching it. I was watching it here. I was watching a slight delay because I'm watching it on um, now TV. So it's you know it's slight delay because it's on on the internet instead of on the TV. Um, and I was watching, and I had the the F1 app, and I had the same thing. It popped up quickly. Perez in the and then and I was like, what on earth? And I so I put the app down and as they started the race i'd seen like this all this chaos at the, at the top and i was like this looks like an epic start and then so i kind of had it ruined but i was expecting something to happen to max as well i would have been even though it said he was at the top i was like something's something's weird something weird has happened here mm. like have they driven into each other or i didn't know Charles was involved um what was interesting as well i thought i mean follow a lot of different accounts on twitter it was interesting seeing f1 fans who i mean it always comes back to 2021 right the the uh, the cops moment between Max and Lewis, there were a lot of similarities I thought there between that and Silverstone. Um, and it was just interesting to see the people trying, people who clearly had one opinion of one, trying to then apply that same opinion to the other. And then it was like, uh, like it was just really interesting, like how that how that came to be. Because um, I think if you're on the outside, that is always the risk you run, isn't it? If you're turning across someone, you're wheel to wheel. You're expecting the other person to yield, and in that position, what you know? Why would Charles yield? It's going to you know compromise him, and, you know, and he's going to quit him. Yeah, and he couldn't once, as well. Exactly, he yeah. could not do it. And Max also, where he was, right, right on the inside, he literally had one line to take through there. So, and he doesn't yeah. know where Perez is, obviously. So, and it was interesting. Perez said about the clerk, like he thought he wouldn't break so late. But the thing is, as soon as the clerk has break as late as the rest, like then it's all on Perez. So Perez can't. You know, Leclerc can't um, go back and break earlier knowing that Checo's going to turn in. He's hitting the brakes at the time he thinks he's right. They're all heading in and then Perez starts to turn in. And at that point, it's too late. But um, no, because we've got to basically cut this in a second. Uh, and because Mr. Bretto's not here and, uh, you know, I, I can't remember what it is that he might be doing. I think he said it was something to do with yeah, a wedding. He, he, he... Was it a wedding or was it? Um... Yeah, you remember when I was telling you that I used to play squash with Carlos Sainz? Oh, yes, okay, yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's at a wedding, but he, he does that in his spare time as well. Yeah. Well, um, if we I, are wrapping up, yeah, I was going to say there's a there's a rumor. Apparently, yes, I was going to say Albert Albert Fabregas' tweet, which basically <laughs> set the world alight. That he's heard a, heard a rumor, but he couldn't possibly say it. What is yeah. the rumor? Hit me. There isn't one. Like this, this came out, and <laughs> I genuinely was like, "What is this about?" And to the extent the way he'd written it, I was like, "Something really nasty happened. Did someone hurt, died, whatever." I even messaged him. I was like, "Mate, is that about something sporting, or is that?" more serious uh and he was like no no, no. like it, it was like at first he was like i can't say it might not happen so i can't i'd rather not say and i was like okay i just was worried someone had died but if it might not happen maybe not and he's like no nothing like that so then you're like okay you've you've really that's a weird thing to say to be like i've heard something weird. might not happen might not be true uh but i want you all to know that i've heard something uh <laughs> and one it's got a huge interest but two all i've had if it so i'm led to believe it is about checo 
or was that his tweet was related to a rumor about Checo, but I've had it very firmly said there's nothing doing from multiple Same. sources around Checo. Um, Same. I've asked, I've asked everyone I know around the situation. I was like, have you heard anything? Yeah. And they came to me and were like, what what is the rumor i was like well i don't know i don't know what it is yeah like, same yeah and what's hilarious as well is that it's basically turned into this giant thing now like you know you have all these people and i think it shows you the point of the season we're at right like, like the season's kind of been dead for a, a little while now the cost cap thing wasn't really a storyline this year it just kind of petered out andretti really hasn't been a big storyline it's kind of been there but it's it's not really that explosive so really the only thing we have and I think the Netflix era of F1 means uh, it feels like there's always got to be something big going on, right? So everyone's trying to come up with this. It's gone from being, is he talking about Checo losing his seat, to now people saying, well, Aston Martin's about to get sold. And that obviously means that Fernando Alonso is going to Red Bull and that Perez is coming back to Aston Martin. And you're like, hey, I don't know why that obviously means that's the case, for one thing. Yeah. It, it, it literally it literally could, if Aston Martin gets sold tomorrow, my first thought isn't, oh, well, that means Perez is going to swap with Alonso. That's the last thing I think, you know. Um, but it is amazing how, I mean, I saw people saying Formula One's getting sold. I saw people saying that um, that Checo's going to retire. I saw someone saying that Lewis is going to retire. Like, just things that, and this is, again, I think where we're in a privileged position where you very quickly ask people, and usually you get an idea, don't you? You know this better than anyone. You get an idea when there's a kernel of truth to something. You're like, oh, this, there's something here. Something's going on. Um, and there's none of that with this. It just seems like Albert decided for whatever reason that he was going to tweet that. Don't know whether he just wanted a bit of interaction or he was being playful. But it's it must have been someone. Someone said something to him, but like the the way that he's tweeted it suggests, you know, it's completely like unreliable source or it came out of nowhere. But it was juicy enough that he was like, "Wow, if that what you know, I can't stand it up at all. It probably isn't going to happen. But if it were to happen, that's incredible. So I've got I'm going to tweet that I've heard something so that I'm not behind if it does if something big happens. But technically now, so. Quite funny yesterday when the Mike Elliott news broke that he left Mercedes. Yeah, and some yeah. people were like that exactly. better not be the news, that, the rumor that you were all talking about. One, I'm like, who else is talking about it? Now we're referencing what Albert said, but I, I don't know what Buxton was on either when he was then like quote tweeting it. And no, he, I mean he just stuff. made it worse. I was like, dude, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, um, just yeah. And we spoke spoke to enough people close to enough of the things around Checo and you know Ricardo and anything like that, and nothing. So it just seems like people are just running with this fun, like fanciful idea just because it's actually creating interest. But then that's so unfair on fans as well because they're, they're waiting for something or looking for something. And as you say, now other teams are getting caught up in it that have nothing to do with it. Or, well, or there's nothing to have something to do with, but yeah, you know, that, that weren't really the intention no, yeah, totally. of the tweet. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, and different team members are asking, like, what is it? Because they'd heard nothing. And it's just... It's not the to me. It's not the smartest way of going about it. I, the thing is, Albert yeah. is well connected, and and I really like Albert. Really cool guy. Same. Does some brilliant tech stuff. But you don't put a tweet out like that when you can't stand it up or there's nothing to no, it. Exactly. Um, and it's not. And if you are going to put, that's it exactly. If you're putting it out there, you've got to be like, I've heard this. Yeah. I want to clarify. I want to caveat this with, I've heard it from one person. You know, it's a rumor, but this it's a is rumor. the rumor. Yeah. But this is out there. Interesting to hear this. And again, it's a room, you know, you, you do as, as much as you can to caveat it like that. Yeah, I just mad. And um, I think you're right as well. I think people now expect it to for something to be happening because mm. I've had I've had non people who aren't involved in Formula One who are just fans who obviously know my job. They're messaging me like, what's this? What's this big news then? Yeah. And I'm like, there's nothing. There's literally no, I'm happy to be proved wrong down the line with yeah. some explosive thing in a week or so. But 
it just there, there just doesn't seem to be one, you know. And it 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 is it is funny. And sometimes, as well, the I think there's this the, there is a desire, isn't there? People want to see. I think they want to see Danny Rick back as well. I think that's where part of it comes from. But there's this expectation that oh, well, Red Bull are just going to do it. But I, I, Red Bull are ruthless, but they're not ruthless for no reason. Mm. And I know Perez isn't doing well. But right now, you replace Perez and Ricardo. I still think there's a feeling within Red Bull of like, well, is that an upgrade right now? And yeah. I just don't think there's any proof that that is an upgrade right now. The problem is Max. Well, the it is. is whoever, you, whoever you put with Max is going to really struggle in that seat. You've already got Danny Rick, who's at, at McLaren, struggled with with Lando and struggled as soon as the car got away from him. Very similar to Perez. So you're like, are Red Bull really going to do that on the basis of of him, you know, of him doing badly this year? Well, it's on one. It's not even on that. It's on one race. Yeah, this, exactly. is the, this is why this has now got legs, or people are then assuming that's what it might be about. And that's why, again, I think it even just got must something might have been said to Albert from a, you know, an unreliable source or whatever. Is that Checo had a bad result in Mexico that was really disappointing, and yet actually, like Christian Horner came out and said, yeah, you've got to go for it in those situations. He kind of backed him. Uh, and as we've mentioned, he was actually having a good weekend until turn one uh, and mm-hmm. then ruined it all for himself. Ricardo had one good weekend at the same time and everyone goes, well, that's it. Got to swap them. And it's like, yeah, which they're, I did, they're I not going to do it. On, no, because not only that, Ricardo's raced four times this year. That's it. Yeah. And one of them has been standout good. He's had some solid ones. Austin was yeah. tough, but you know, he got some car damage. But the first sign of, oh, that was really good. That's not going to be enough. Now, it may be over the final three races. If Czech has a shocker for three races and Daniel has three epic ones, then maybe in 24 they look at it. But that's that's a hypothetical thing you can say right now based on a load of things that haven't happened yet. And it's in the yeah. same way that any driver, we could sit here now and say, well, their seat could be at risk and they might not see out their contract if they have a shocker and turn to shit. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that's all hypothetical so well yeah. and 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 also ricardo had a pretty i know he got some damage early on but he had a pretty ordinary austin race so you're like it is just recency bias it's like well and i think we saw the same with lawson didn't we he came in everyone's like oh like he should stay he should keep the seat it's like well yeah like yeah he did well but he's also doing well at places where they expected they were going to be better and you know ricardo was super gutted to miss those races because he was like the car's going to be pretty good at these places and you so look it's at like, now you look how good the car is now he said yeah. it himself in so mexico you think, well actually did did ricardo could ricardo have got more out of the car than lawson did in those races maybe you never know yeah. so it it is a reminder to fans that f1 as much as we love watching it and you know judging race to race way more to it than just this happened at this race and it was good this happened at this race and it was bad therefore those two things must swap around. You and, know, yes, Perez is doing badly, but I don't think we're in a position. I still, I still am convinced we'll see how his contract with Red Bull. It would take something. I mean, next year, if other teams are closer, I think that becomes an issue. But also, this argument I don't quite get. And I know we're running out of time, so we, we can wrap it. But at the moment, I don't if 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 there's other teams closer to Red Bull next year, which we hope is the case. Perez, you would you would hope he gets away for the offseason, he just gets out of his own head, he can come back and he's in a much better position. But does replacing him midway through that season next year in that hypothetical situation, I don't know if that works either, because you're suddenly you're dropping Ricardo in the middle of a championship fight if it is him. You're where does Perez well, what do you do with Perez? Are you just saying goodbye to him? You know, you Red Bull have a huge reason to have him in for you know marketing in Mexico and all kinds of things. Like what happens there? So there is there's huge things to consider here and i just think that the yeah you're, you're absolutely right ricardo qualifying what was it fifth in at one race fourth sorry of course fourth at one race isn't you know horner didn't wake up on sunday and be like you know what that's convinced me you know it's just not the case so no um, it, it doesn't 
I don't think it changes anything for 24 yet. Uh, I think it genuinely, okay, maybe at the end of the next three races, if if they've gone in totally different directions, then yeah, the conversation will change. But at, at the point that this tweet was put out with zero substance, uh, yeah. I, I, as you and I have both said, we've got nothing on it. And we might be totally wrong, uh, but that's two of us from totally different independent sources doing like chasing yeah. the same thing or just asking because you're like, wow, that's weird. And that again, Fed, that's where like I want to give kudos to Albert in the sense that when you've said something, you think, oh, maybe. But very yeah, quickly, yeah. the fact and that yeah, it's that's not important there. to clarify. We don't mean to be here. We're not here like shitting on Albert because you know, it, and and it happens to all of us, right? When you hear stuff, sometimes you're like, "That sounds amazing." Yeah, but I'm just shitting, I'm shitting on his tweet. That's what I'm doing. His tweet, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We're shitting on the tweet, not him. Like we, you know, yeah. we've all we've all we've all been there. But yeah. it just um, the reaction has been amazing. Um, just to see how, how it's how it's played. And, but I'm and, sure. I'm so I'm sure Lawrence Barreto's got a got a take on all this to to, to finish us up. Uh, I can't comment, guys. Absolutely. Oh, come on. Unbelievable. What is that? Still sitting on the fence on his flight to Australia. Unreal. Yeah. Well, Meadows, this has been different. It's been a pleasure. Um, and it's been long as well, I think. So thanks for everyone for listening. <laughs> two of us. <laughs> two has. of us waffle on. And I think this is the point where we go, you can read Nate's stuff on ESPN.com. You can read Medlin's stuff on racer.com. Uh don't read Barreto's stuff because he can't comment. Um, but it's on F1.com if you want it, except there won't be because he's not working, he's gone to Australia. He's gonna so. be Drinking wine every day and skiving off work. Yeah, unbelievable. But um, you can follow us at the Padhock on X slash Twitter if you want to do that as well, which is basically where we post a link to this episode. And if you're listening to it and you hear that information, you've already found it and therefore it's probably redundant. But never mind. We'll do this again when Barreto gets back from his jolly. Bye. Bye. Network.